I would have never been able to talk to a billionaire if I didn't have a show. Right. Like I would have gotten stopped at like the gatekeepers, gatekeepers, gatekeeper. But like a couple of them, their teams have reached out to me because he's in promoting a book or something and wanted to get on some shows. And their team reached out to me to set up an interview with a billionaire. It's like, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. It's not because I'm awesome. It's just because people need publicity. There's value to be added there. Welcome back to the show. I'm Travis Chapel, and I believe that if you can connect with the best, you can become the best. So after creating 800 podcast episodes about building your network, I've come to realize that networking is really just making friends. If you're doing it the right way, anyway. Join me as I make friends with world-class athletes like Shaquille O'Neal, entertainers like Rob Deerdeck, authors like Dr. Nicole LaPera, former presidents like Vicente Fox, or even the occasional FBI hostage negotiator, billionaire real estate mogul, or polarizing political figure. So if you want to make more friends that help you become a better version of yourself, then subscribe to the show and keep on listening because this is Travis Makes Friends. What up, everybody? Welcome back to another midweek mashup. Today's mashup is a little bit different because most of the time, as you know, if you listen to the show, we pull clips from past episodes of some of our heavy hitting guests, and we usually make it topic centric, you know, like we pick real estate investing, or we pick athletics, or we pick business development or something or marketing, and then we put together a bunch of topic based clips from past guests talking about that one thing. Well, if there's one thing that I have continuously talked about since I started my show, almost six years ago, which is crazy. It's been podcasting itself. It's been me trying to explain to people why they should start a podcast. And if you're thinking that it's just to get sponsors and make some money and become a media company, then you're thinking about it the wrong way. And so today's midweek mashup is actually a compilation of different reasons I've given for starting a podcast throughout the years, pulling clips from back four or five years ago when I was first started telling people that they should be starting podcasts. So without further ado, this week's mashup episode features five different clips. Travis Chapel, Travis Chapel, Travis Chapel, Travis Chapel, and then last but not least, Travis Chapel. Hope you enjoy. The only people that are going to be successful, especially in the content space, are the people who continue with consistency no matter what. My biggest thing is podcasting or else I would, I mean, I do what I believe to be the best platform, right? Or else, you know, I'd be on a different platform. So the po- I do the podcasting on purpose because of a couple of reasons. Number one, podcasting is something that a lot of people will not have to focus on completely, if that makes sense. So like if I'm going to sit and watch YouTube content, then I have to like sit in front of my computer or sit in front of my phone and just like watch content, right? And not everybody has time to do that, especially not a lot of productive people. So unless they have like dedicated time where they're like, hey, I'm going to watch some content on YouTube for a little bit, right? So podcasting is something where people can just put you in their ears and then they go around and go about their day. They're at the gym, they're in the car, they have you on in the background. It also creates a really personal connection versus like having a blog or something, because if you're blogging, you're only reading content and you don't hear that person's voice. Whereas when you're on a podcast, people really get to know you. Like people come to me and they're like, man, that's cool that... Um, you have your podcast and we we do a little bit of interaction and they're like, man, you're the same person, you know, that I, like that I listen to every day. Like you're like the same, like it sounds the same, right? Because they're actually getting to know me as a person when they're on my show. So I prefer it to blogging because of that. I prefer it to YouTubing because you don't have to give it your undivided attention to be able to consume the content. And then uh, it's such a, that the platform is just in its infancy. And I think that it has a, has a long way to go. So uh, that's just a couple of the reasons that I, that I pick podcasts. One of the easiest ways for me to add value to somebody who I have never met before is by bringing them on to the platform that I've built and created for myself. So bringing them onto my podcast, like when I reach out, well, perfect example, bro. Like when I reached out to you, 
Like if I didn't have a platform, a show, like a way for you to get in touch with people who you may have may not have ever had the the possibility of getting in touch with, like the reason that you were willing to come on my show was because I had spent the last year, year and a half, whatever it was at that point, building up this credibility, building up this platform and building up this value adding excuse just to reach out and connect with the people that I want to talk to. Like, cause I'm a pretty simple guy. Like I just like having relationships with cool people. There's no better way to do that. Like if you're going to do, if you're going to try to do that anyway, you may as well just record it and throw it on iTunes and call it a podcast. Like it's yeah. just, it's such a simple, simple thing. Um, and it doesn't have to be bigger pockets. It doesn't have to be at three, four, five million downloads a month. Like it doesn't have to be to those numbers in order for yeah. it to be a quote unquote success. Like all it is, is an excuse for you to reach out to people that you really, really want to connect with. And it's the perfect way to add value to those people. You're not asking them for something. You're not saying like, hey, come on my show because I want to do well. It's like, come on my show because, hey, I really believe in your message. I really believe in like helping you get this out to more people. And I have this audience here that I've, that I've put together. They would love to hear from you and I'd be happy to feature you on the show. Like it's a value adding excuse. So I know those are long-winded answer, but to no, me, it always good. goes back to... It always goes back to how can I add value in this situation? How can I bring something to the table and help other people without, you know, marking it in my head and being like, well, Brandon knows me because I put him in front of my audience. So <laughs> yeah. like, you better do this, 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 and this for me. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that at all. It's just a genuine desire to help people. And like I said at the beginning of the show, when you put out good stuff, you're going to get good stuff back. When you focus on, you get more of. So you put out that good stuff and put out helpful things for people. And it's just, it's just always going to come back to you. You just got to trust that. It's really difficult to uh, beat the system in podcasting. You know, yeah. on YouTube, you can buy fake views and you can buy fake subscribers and same on Instagram. You can buy fake followers and likes and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You can fake it in a lot of different places. Podcasts are one of those places where like you can't really fake it very much. Like yeah. you either do it well or you don't do it well. And so the only way to do it well is to continue releasing consistent content, even if nobody's listening. That's the biggest part. And it's, mo it's really difficult to do because I've been there. Um, it's really yeah. difficult to do when you're you know, pouring your heart and soul into something and it just seems like it's just crickets on the other end. But you just got to be willing to you know, commit to a certain period of time before you throw in the and towel. Part That's of what that, I think part of that goes back to what you were saying. It's like you tell this to your, your clients all the time, like, hey, be okay with sucking right now. Yeah, yeah. Right? Just earn, be, be, just understand you're going to earn your stripes for a while. Yeah. You know what I mean, and you're like, okay with sucking right now because nobody's listening anyways. Yeah, and, yeah exactly. And, exactly. And then when you got people listening, you'll be good enough for it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, best example of this is look at Gary Vaynerchuk, man. He's got to be one of the prime examples of this just because everybody knows who he is. So it's a perfect example to use. He started Wine Library TV and he would get like 112 views, you know, 76 views you know, 127 views. Like it was, he started, when he started Wine Library TV on YouTube, nobody paid attention, nobody listened. But he focused on who did listen. And that's the problem is that everybody always wants to focus on what they don't have rather than being grateful for what they do have. So I, I downloaded a, a iPhone wallpaper from Gary Vee when I started my show. And it's just a one, a greater than sign and a zero. Basically just reaffirming to me that like, look, if somebody is willing to pay attention, if somebody is willing to listen to my message, if somebody is listening to my podcast or reaching out and saying, hey, this is a good episode, if somebody's paying attention, like I need to put my heart and soul into yeah. helping that one person. If you don't give that audience of one the same quality time and attention that you would give to an audience of a million, then you'll never have a million. Then you don't deserve a million. Exactly. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. 
It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. And when you say also, I think consistency is key, that this is yeah. not something that, oh, I did 10 episodes. It didn't kind of go anywhere. And I'll try my best. No one wants to be on my show. Like, yeah. oh, this, this, this doesn't work. Like that kind of thing. Actually, let me ask a different question. How many shows did you do until you hit that maybe like 1 million downloads? 400? Yeah. <laughs> Listen to Travis. It's not yeah. 4, it's not 40, it's not 100, it's 400. Yeah, yeah. That, that, people have a, such a, a low tolerance for the obstacles. Mm. It's such a low tolerance for the pain that those obstacles bring because it, it feels bad, right? When you're creating, because I've been doing three episodes a week since I started. So when you're creating that much content and you're putting yes. that much effort into something and it's not yes. having any sort of return, mm. it starts to really, really start to just irritate and make you feel bad doubt. about yourself. Yeah, Self-doubt for sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it just, it nurtures those self-doubts. That that voice inside your head that's telling you you're not good enough is just being like, yeah, you were right. You aren't good enough. You've been doing this for seven months. But then when you really look at it in the grand scheme of things, seven months is not a long time to do anything True. at True. all. Like True. there's no, there, name a field that you can get to the top of in seven months. That's just not, it's a completely unrealistic expectation of, of what's going to come to you, especially if you've never done anything prior to that, that would set you up in a different way to be able to take advantage of it in a faster time frame. You know what I mean? So people just come to the table with completely unrealistic expectations. And when, you know, come up against that first obstacle, it's just like, oh man, I wasn't expecting this to be difficult. <laughs> you know what I mean? They as well stop doing it. So, yeah. It's the type of rapport that you can build in a podcast interview is unmatched compared to any other sort of like content creation or platform. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if you have someone speak at your event, they're speaking to your audience, but like, you're not, they're not speaking to you. You're not yeah. having a conversation with them. Like a podcast is literally just a conversation about whatever you, the host decide the conversation should be about. 
So the cool thing is like, if you're curious about something, you can go bring on, if you have a, like someone like Lewis, you can go bring on the foremost expert in that thing and just ask them whatever questions you want to ask them. You know, we've had probably four or five billionaires on the show. I would have never been able to talk to a billionaire if I didn't have a show. Right. Like I would have gotten stopped at like the gatekeepers, gatekeepers, gatekeeper. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't have even made it to like the billionaire's gatekeeper. I would have gotten stopped like three gatekeeper levels down before I made it up to him for what, a five minute phone call to ask about my like little podunk business when he's running a multi-billion dollar corporation. But like a couple of them, their teams have reached out to me because he's in promoting a book or something and wanted to get on some shows and their team reached out to me to set up an interview with a billionaire. It's like, how did this happen? Mm -hmm. It's not because I'm awesome. It's just because people need publicity and there's value to be added there. And if I can be the person that helps sell some more books, then they're willing to spend 20, 30 minutes of their day with me and I can ask them whatever questions I want to ask them. And it's acts as like a knowledge and, and skill set accelerator as well as a network accelerator. Yeah, no, I agree. I love it. It's easy for me because I don't need to prep for content. I just talk to people, bring cool people on. I'll just have a normal conversation with them and it works out great. So podcasting ended up being kind of the vehicle for me just to kind of try to figure out and start heading in that direction. And I saw some people making a bunch of money with podcasts and I was like, didn't know that was a thing. Seems like fun. Let's figure it. Let's, let's start this and try that out. So I started a podcast. It was now almost, almost six years ago, five and a half years ago. Um, and that show has been going for 820 something episodes or something like that now. Still active to this day. Still active to this day. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah, just kept reaching out to better and higher quality guests. And, you know, through that time period, the last six years has been a whirlwind. We went from like, I have no idea how to make money online to now. Now it was like, oh, well, this person wants help with their podcast. I guess maybe I could charge for that. So I started doing a little bit of podcast coaching and then. I did enough of podcast coaching where my prices started getting too high and I just was like, why don't we just take everything that we figured out and put it into a course? We started doing podcast courses, community. And then we started doing masterminds and events and those were going well. And then COVID happened and I shut all that down because I swore I would never do virtual. I only wanted to do in person. They were very experiential driven type masterminds and events. Right. Um, and so when COVID shut that down, that was when we went into software and it was like a problem that everybody's experiencing from my clients to myself, to my students in my course. Um, and so that was when we started Guestio, which is, you know, like a cameo booking marketplace for guests for your podcast. And then it kind of pivoted last year into becoming more like a marketplace to find shows to be a guest on for marketing purposes. Um, and then when that started taking off, it was like, oh, well, we have all these higher level, higher ticket clients who are coming to us and like, hey, the software's cool, but, you know, I don't have time to use it. Can you just do it for me? So we started an agency on the back end, booking guests on shows so. and then doing podcast launches, production, marketing, and all that stuff. So now we have like a full stack podcast agency and then we have the the software company and then I have my podcast, which we just recently rebranded from Build Your Network to Travis Makes Friends. So that's yeah, it. that's 30,000 foot view from start to finish, yeah. start to right. current. <laughs> like, I, <don't>, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so let me ask you this, like what 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 was your biggest struggles in, in, in the last six years and in, in starting your podcast from just time management to booking guests, like, well, like what was your biggest struggles and in, in, in your journey going through it? The biggest thing, man, is like, I tell people all the time, you have to be painfully consistent because it is painful. There's a lot yeah. of times in between where you're like, man, we're doing all this extra work. Like, you, I mean, you guys have a suite set up in here. You got, you got, you know, a good studio. You got some nice mics. You have somebody operating a camera over here. You got multiple cameras, lights. You have the whole thing set up here. And when you're putting in that much work into something and then you do it for like 18 months and you're still kind of like, man, well, Nobody's really listening to this. Well, how come our stats aren't 
growing? How come we're not Joe Rogan yet? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you start getting in your head a lot about that stuff. Those, those are the most difficult parts. It's like remaining consistent even when your numbers aren't growing, even if your numbers are shrinking. It, it's remaining consistent in spite of whatever else is going on in life. You have life issues. You know, we've had a lot of things happen inside of like my family and personal life in the last six years that that could have easily derailed me in that time period. But it's just a matter of understanding that the only people that are going to be successful, especially in the content space, are the people who continue with consistency no matter what. At some point, it's just going to, you know, start hockey sticking if you stick to quality and consistency. You know what I mean? It's just there's there's no any way space. it can't. What's that? I said any space you're in. Yes. <laughs> consistency. You know? Any space. Yeah, like correct. Quality and consistency. Yeah, it's got to be quality. You know, you can't phone it in. For th That was the reason for the rebrand is like for the last probably year of Build Your Network, I was really phoning it in. My producer was taking a lot of hosting away from me. Uh, really what happened was I got really stressed and anxious building the software company. And I was kind of doing a lot of that on my own with like an outsourced dev shop and a small team. And, and we raised, you know, 1.3 million in seed funding. And I was really trying to be smart about how we were going to use the money and all that stuff. And it was like, a, it was a brand new world to me. I'd never raised capital. I'd never built software. I never did any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So for a long time, I was so focused on that, that I wasn't able to spend the time that I usually would doing stuff for the podcast and just kind of becoming, it started becoming a drain on me. Quality started going down. Audience started going down. My desire to do it started going down. My passion was lost. Like it was just, everything was going to, going to crap. So it was basically at the end of like Q3 last year, I just told my team, I was like, look, we either need to shut this down and stop wasting time, or we need to do it the way that I really want to do it. And so we decided to do it the way I really wanted to do it. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for spending some time with me and my friends. If you want to be better friends with me, then head over to travischapel.com slash team to subscribe to my free newsletter, Your Friend Travis, where I share what's on my mind about life, building a business, raising kids, being married, and anything else I would normally share with my close circle of friends. That's travischapel.com slash team. And my biggest ask of you since I'm sharing my friends with you is to share this episode with a friend of yours that hasn't listened to the show yet. Then leave us a quick five-star rating 